Good afternoon, Professor Peter Lanham. How's it going? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm kind of looking forward to a bit of a day off tomorrow, which is quite nice. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. I hope you're going to go out and watch some parades somewhere. Are you going to get up early and go to a dawn service? <laughs> Most certainly not, but I, there's a nice little quiet service, a quiet event at Greylin, which has a sort of a, touch, a touching sense of kind of tragedy about it as old soldiers... soldiers walk about 100 metres down the road mm-hmm. and then various local MPs and would-bes give long and somewhat dull addresses. Yes. But it's there's a sort of bizarre traditional New Zealand flavour about it that I find intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, this afternoon, we're not talking about Anzac Day, we're going to talk about something slightly different. We're talking about yes. the Mormon Church. Yes, this is a very interesting topic mm. um, because uh, some reporting has gone on internationally, which has revealed that the Latter-day Saints, who kept their finances totally secret for half a century or more, um, in fact, have enormous, enormous caches of wealth stacked away and invested in various in various places. Don't they have to publish them in New Zealand if they're like a registered charity so there's at least some transparency? In New Zealand, yes. They, they, there's some obligation, but the tricky aspect about this is that you can't altogether be sure that you're, you're seeing the whole of their tithing and their other income coming in mm. and going out. Because it, you know, could be hidden in different funds, etc., etc. You're saying the church um, hides some of its money? Oh well, I think they have very good reason to hide it because we are talking of very, very large sums of money. I mean, you're um, not you're not joking. I've got in my hand a report from uh, the Salt Lake Tribune uh, that said that 37.8 billion dollars was invested by the uh, Mormon Church in the US alone, in its stock portfolio yep. a few years ago. Yep. But it's recently just been fined $5 million, uh, yes, for obscuring the size of its investments. A, a gigantic sum, because the fact is that they're doing this in a secret way on the stock exchange, investing in all sorts of things. Mm. Um, and, you know, we're talking... What's it? Aren't they saying $100 billion now that the church has dashed away mm-hmm. in one place or another. Um, but the, the New Zealand story is particularly interesting um, because Murray Jones, a, a, an English reporter who's been was sort of stuck in New Zealand during COVID, set out um, for business desk to do some hunting around and seeing what, what he could find mm-hmm. about, you know, what's going on in, in um, the, uh, the Mormon funds, shall we say. Yeah. And he found that exactly this is evident in um, in New Zealand uh, cash accounts as well. Not that the Mormon Church in New Zealand has brings in a lot of money because, relatively to other churches, it's a bunch of impoverished members. Mm. Uh, because most Latter Day Saints in New Zealand are either Maori or Pacifica, mm. who don't have who don't have the highest incomes, of course. But it, it's uh, um, the article that, that Murray Jones has penned said that it 
comes in at number four in Aotearoa in terms of annual well, revenue. Right. $113 million yes. in 2020. Yes, be- because of this tremendous insistence upon tithing. Mm. And um, you see, only if you tithe and produce evidence that you have tithed and you're a good upstanding citizen are you allowed into the temple. Mm-hmm. And um, so the latest policy, the huge new temple going up in Manukau, um, and the further temple announced we built in Wellington, um, in a way, keep the funds coming in. Mm. Because if you want to go into that temple and to baptise your dead ancestors, which is what many Mormons love to do, mm-hmm. or if you want to go into the celestial room and um, and you know, be in connection with the divine, you're going to have to give 10% of your money, even if you can ill afford it, um, to the church, uh, so what was that figure you said today? 113 million. One one three million. 113 million annually. So what do they do with the money? Exactly. I mean, well, this Peter, here's a, this is another from one of the articles. It says, on top of the 10% tithe of their gross income, the average Mormon volunteer contributes... 37 hours a week to the church. So it's not just on money. On top of their day job. Yeah, it's not just money from their pockets, but it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a phenomenal amount of, of unpaid labour mm. that goes into the church as well. Um, I find it hard to believe how people could actually have any free time. Perhaps mm. they don't have any free mm. time. And this, in a way, keeps Mormons loyal and might explain why Jacinda got out, because she, mm. she needed to have time to, to be political. And she needed um, a cup of coffee at the very least. I mean, back to, well, what, back to what they do with their money, Peter. Yes, Obviously, yep. there's a, some shifty share trading going on in the US, but locally, what would they be doing? So locally, um, building projects, I guess, is, is the major thing mm-hmm. because the, the very standard Mormon chapels that you see up and down the country, um, I mean, they were originally built in a huge campaign of free labour where people donated labour, many of them Americans who came over here to mm-hmm. build those chapels. In the, originally, Mormons had been meeting on Marae because they were largely Māori. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they were effectively ordered to separate themselves because there was too much contamination coming from mixing with other people on the marae. Mm-hmm. So separate chapels were built, and that has continued to be one thing that they spent their money on. Temples would not be cheap. Um, the rebuilding of the Hamilton Temple cost, well, quite several million dollars anyway, and the Manukau Temple that's going up at the moment would have to be 20 or $30 million at the very least. But the other thing that is very probably happening to this money is it's, it's either going into investments in um, of various forms in New Zealand mm. or it is being transferred um, to the US coffers of the church. Mm. At what point do people uh, go, it's not God here, the, the God is money? <laughs> well, quite a lot of people have reached that deduction mm. about some ways in which Latter-day Saints work. Um, Murray Jones' figures suggest that in New Zealand, not very much, if any, is transferred out of the country. If anything, it goes the other way, mm-hmm. at least at the moment. Mm. But in a place like Canada... Um, they estimated that roughly 50% of all Canadian Mormon money went to the US 
where it was spent on subsidising students going through Brigham Young University or various other enterprises of the church. But in fact, it didn't benefit the um, Canadian members. Yes, just went back to home base. Yes, and it would appear as though there's a philosophy in... Remember that the Latter-day Saints are run... It's effectively a lay church. Mm. There are no ordained people other than these, you know, you become an elder at a very young age, but mm. elder doesn't give you any salary. Yes. You do a voluntary effort of coming out to do your missionary service for 18 months. Um, and thereafter, most of what you do in the church is unpaid except for expenses. <laughs> and yes. this would mean that um, altogether the church. What did you say? That if you calculated the amount that comes through there, um, is a massive effort to try to um, recruit people, mm. and, and hence the door knocking. Yeah. But we do know from Mormon statistics uh, that Mormon recruiting, at least in New Zealand, has tailed off to virtually nothing at the moment. In fact, they probably lose more people than they gain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Except you can never be lost from the Mormons because you've been baptised. You're you're an eternal member. Okay. You can't unbecome a member unless you're excommunicated, and that's rare because um, they're always hopeful you will come back. Is it possible to get baptised by another church and cancel out a Mormon baptising? No, they don't do that. They okay. don't notice that. Okay. Um, so there are various naughty Mormons who do this and transfer out to another denomination, but you're still a Mormon mm. unless you're excommunicated, and that kind of requires a nod from the very top of the church for mm-hmm. it to happen. Okay. So it, it, it's it's not that. And so in, in some ways, Mormonism is out to create a very comfortable form of religion where lay people who are probably you know many of them financiers or business managers or whatever and so they do a lot of voluntary service for the church and i bet that they're governed by the same logic of their companies Mm. that preserve your assets Mm -hmm. preserve it for a rainy day and so the the wikipedia article on uh, the lds suggests that probably um, massive stacking up is being done against the theory that bad times are coming and you need to be ready for these bad times. Talking and about, church, sorry, yep, uh, talking about yep. preserving assets, um, Business Desk, the, the same article suggests that 96% of the assets held by the Mormon Church in New Zealand are in property. So that's yep. interesting to mention. But also in, in, in the other article, it's talking about how some of the higher members within the church globally often come to New Zealand to stay at some of these multi-million dollar apartments that the Mormon church yeah, owns yeah. as well. Yes, and this aspect was very, very interesting and surprising to me because I've met quite a number of those people um, at various times mm. uh, because I've been doing research and wanted their assistance. And generally... Um, they're very happy to meet with you. Usually there's, they're reluctant to give assistance. Oh, Peter Lynham. Of course I'll meet with him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but I had thought they were all coming voluntarily yes. at their own expense. But what this suggests is that um, the Takapuna office of the LDS has significant, um, you know, 
very smart uh, apartments for them, mm, yes. and that there's some very high salaries being paid in that office as well. Yes, yeah. Goodness me. That's quite curious. I mean, the church pays an average hourly earning rate of $59.47. I don't know what that comes up to, but my God, but, it sounds better than yes. the salary that I get anywhere else. Yes, yes. Well, you could go off and apply to get one of their jobs, but you might find it a bit dull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you got to pay 10% of your income to the church. Oh, oh they, yes, they well, always get you. There is that, unfortunately. Yes, yeah. So, um, I mean, the whole thing, works out into a great big puzzle. What on earth is this all about? And mm. I, I think it has to go down to a kind of international super caution, which is reflected in the sorts of people who are the senior members mm. of the presidency of the church, uh, because the first presidency, as it's called, and um, the, the upper echelons of the church, as I say, they're all very safe Republican, retired mm, business mm, people yeah. with a very probably shrewd aspect conservative. to how to hoard. Yes, yes very conservative. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Given that the church has billions of dollars in assets yep. and, you know, petty cash, I guess, um, do you reckon they could just stop asking people to tithe? Or would that go of against course. the entire grain of everything that they're about? Oh, well, it would, but actually there is so much money there that it, it would easily earn sufficient mm. to cover the expenses. Of course, yes. But, but there is something very fundamental about the Mormons and the tithes and the access to the temple. Mm. Because, I mean, I remember meeting with dissident Mormons in Hawaii. Mm. And this was very interesting because they had stopped. They were, you know, they had a they had an illegitimate relationship in Mormon in Mormon terms. They might have been gay or they might have been not married, um, and so they'd lost their temple recommends. And that many of them had stopped tithing, and so they weren't allowed in the temple. Mm -hmm. But but for them. It was interesting to me that there was a very deep sense of longing to be in the temple. Mm -hmm. And so all those rooms where you can you know, have a celestial marriage, we can baptize your dead relations. And so you do a huge genealogical work to work out who is in your family tree and who should you be baptized on behalf of. Mm. Um, this is deeply ingrained into Mormon culture, you're kind of saving the community in reverse mm. uh, by you know, gathering up all the people who weren't Mormons in their, in their lifetime, but will be in heaven, mm. um, so they hope. And I think that's part of this kind of Mormon notion of paradise. You can save everyone Remember else the, as long as you pay out. Yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> And maybe for them, that's far more important than money. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> religions operate in strange ways, don't they? They certainly do. Hey, Peter Lynham, thank you so much for this week's edition of uh, That's the Spirit. Very, I don't know, financial. Interesting. <laughs> yes, very good. All right, mate, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Peter. Look forward to it. Bye. Oh, the spirit.